When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If there's a better intro tune on sports radio the world over, I'd love to hear it. The Global Game here with Daniel Garvin, Scott McDonald, and that's a cracker as we bring in former Matilda Alicia Canavas to talk the women's game. Hello, Alicia. How are you going? Team, how are we? Taking a little bow. I, I love that song. It's the 90s classic. <laughs> it's a ripper. <laughs> and it works so well as an intro tune on radio. Uh, we've spoken a fair bit about Unite Round. Are we keen to get the women's perspective? What did you make of it from an A-League women's point of view? How did it work, Alicia? Look, I've got to agree with you, Scotty. I think the concept um, is pretty good, right? It, it's yeah. like we spoke about last year, and obviously there was that, I'm going to call it a bump in the road with the agreement with the New South Wales government. Um, this is the, the playoff, obviously, of that outcome. Um, I think just having it across two to three venues just dilutes the whole thing, personally. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't travel down to Sydney, had the flu, so I couldn't capture it in, in, in person. But just watching it from abroad, you can just see how much it dilutes the, the fan base. People are split all over Sydney. I understand the concept um, is to keep it in Sydney, and that is a big box tick. But when you've got fans split all over different venues for different games, it makes things a little bit difficult, right? So the impact then, I think, is a bit diluted. Um, crowd numbers weren't great um, from, from the viewership angle, from what we were seeing as well, if I'm being honest. Um, obviously, there's... We can speak about all the, the problems, I guess, but the marketing, I think, was lacking as well. So I'm with you, Scotty. I'd, I'd centralise it, and I'm not opposed to having a, a Unite round for the men's and a Unite round for the women's. I think the women's game has more than enough traction after yep. last year's Women's World Cup, and I think there's enough interest uh, to capitalise on that as well. And on the point of members... No one should be paying. If you're a member, if you put your money where your mouth is at the start of the season and back to your team, you mm. should have free entry to the United Round. Couldn't agree more. I guess one of the highlights, though, Alicia, on the field was the legendary Michelle Heyman scoring her 100th yeah. A-League women's goal in what was a critical win for Canberra United at the end, a team that has struggled this season. But uh, what a moment that was for an incredible servant of the women's game. Definitely, and what a wonderful goal. Can I say the finish? I thought was was sensational. Classic Michelle Heyman. I think she's wound the clock back a little bit, even though she's sort of at the, the, towards the end of her career and the end of her tenure, I think, for Canberra United. Um, I think having her achieve that, she's been, like you said, such a a figure in the women's game, particularly domestically, for so long. And I'm, I'm a real fan of seeing those players who've given so much to the game um, when it wasn't always... Uh, on top, so to speak, uh, it, particularly in women's football, who are now sort of reaping the rewards and getting the recognition that they absolutely deserve. So happy for her. And what are we, a far cry between the next player getting 100 goals? Like you said, I think Sam Kerr might be the only one, if she comes back mm. to the Gay League eventually, <laughs> that might catch her. But Michelle Heyman, light years ahead. 
We also seen some upsets, didn't we, over the weekend? Western Sydney Wanderers mm. defeating Melbourne City, the, the most notable there. Obviously, City still hold five-point lead at the top of the table, while Wanderers have moved into that finals place. They seem to be making a really good run there now, and obviously, Robbie Hooker, you know, that positive, you know, getting the another two years extension to his contract as well, and, and speaking to Amy Harrison, absolutely, you know, loving working under him at the moment. Yeah, and Hooks will be happy as well. I think what players and coaches need is that, that um, I guess, endorsement from the club, right? And that settles players, it settles coaches, and it allows them to, to build culture. That's a big thing. We, we obviously look at great coaches and great teams. The underlying factor in a lot of these situations is the culture that they're able to create. And I think um, what Robbie's able to create right now with Western Sydney Wanderers is obviously working, number one. You can just see that in the results and, and how the team is starting to play a lot more positively as well. Um, having said that, Cat Smith obviously is, has left to go to Western United and you can see the improvement there at Western as well under her watch. So culture's a big thing. It might not work in every single situation, but Western Sydney definitely starting to pick up form and um, Robbie Hooker should be very, very happy with the extension as well. Perth Gloria, one of the stories of the season in the A-League women's, doing brilliantly to be up to second. A Melbourne victory held them to a draw, though, on the weekend. Alex Chidiak's third game back. They're without a win, though, since her return, and they're struggling a bit, the victory. They can't quite get their feet, can they? I mean, Jeff Hopkins will be pretty frustrated. I've had a bit of time under Jeff myself uh, up here in Queensland when he was with the Raw. Um it's difficult. He's got such a stacked unit uh, in terms of the calibre of players that mm. he has. We saw Emily Gilnett come off the bench as well and, and um, come back as well post-injury. Um, he's very, very stacked, but finding that balance is proving to be just that little bit challenging, I think, for victory. Going back to the point of Alex Chidiak, I think she's lacked game time and just lacked consistency wherever she's been, whether that's been with the national team, whether that's been over in Mexico, um, over in the United States. I thought she was playing quite well, but she's had a little bit of disruption with her momentum as a player, so I'm hoping she can find her feet, because last season for victory, she was exceptional. Um, a matter of time, but I did note Jeff Hopkins passing a few orders at her <laughs> during that game as well. So look, I'm sure victory, the calibre of the team, the calibre of the club, um, they'll they'll find a way, particularly under Jeff, but um, they are struggling to find that little bit of momentum at the moment. Yeah, going further afield, obviously it was FA Cup weekend for our women over in the UK. Charlie Grant, obviously getting a win in her debut for Spurs, came from behind to beat Sheffield United 3-2 and obviously Charlie playing 90 minutes for the first time since November uh, Alicia, which is a real positive as well, isn't it? Yeah, real, real positive. We touched on it last week, Scotty. Just for me, Charlie Grant is one of those players of the future, particularly for the Matildas back line. Yeah. So happy for her to see her at a new club, getting 90 minutes under the belt. And I think that's it's the perfect time to start to build a real case for, for Olympic selection as well. Um, we're starting to see a few injuries. Alana Kennedy's still out with an Achilles injury, I believe, at the moment. Uh, obviously, Sam Kerr not there. So there are question marks over players with injury. If Charlie Grant can start to push their case and get that consistency in minutes, I think that would be wonderful for her in, in an Olympic year. Katrina Gorey got through 75 minutes for West Ham alongside Mackenzie Arnold. She just moved there. Mini, the Mini Matilda, Katrina Gorey, um, yep. one of the greats, of course, of Australian <laughs> football. That is her nickname. Uh, obviously, Sam Kerr wasn't there for Chelsea, but Chelsea uh, got the job done against West Ham. How did she go in her uh, early stages in her West Ham tenure, Katrina Gorey? Look, they look to be settling in really well. I say they, because obviously Harper's there with her as well um, while she makes these adjustments. So as a unit, 
seen a lot of West Ham um, socials, a lot of Harper Gorry featuring. Yeah, so she's the up and superstar for, for West Ham. But um, for me, I think it's a great move. I think it's it's a move she definitely deserves. And to see her get a decent amount of minutes as well, just to get that contribution done and dusted and a bit of confidence playing in a new unit, very, very important for her. So, um, look, she's a hard worker. She'll settle in pretty well. She's got Mackenzie Arnold there with her as well. So some familiar faces in the team. And I think similar to Charlie Grant onwards, onwards and upwards um, is the preference. These are the types of players for our team, for our national team that we want to see doing well. And what did you make of the FIFA Best Awards? Bonmati won it uh, to go with her Ballon d'Or award, but there's been a lot of controversy in the men's. Lionel Messi winning it despite the World Cup not coming into calculations at all, which does seem a little bit odd. Uh, it's voted by the players, and perhaps a lot of the players don't look outside of their own little bubble sometimes in terms of what's going on. But uh, what did you make of the Correct. Best FIFA Awards for the women? Yeah, look, I, I was pretty blunt on the old X this morning. I thought, I was scratching my head when I saw the, the outcome. I was like, how have we only got two Spanish players in that 11? That, that was a bit bizarre to me. It was very, very dominated, obviously, by, by the English team. Um, and credit to them, they were finalists at the World Cup. But um, maybe the blinkers were on Garby because, for me, there were some Spanish players that definitely could have stacked that, um, that fifth pro 11. And um, given the, the Champions League alone for Barcelona, I think there were some, some glaring omissions if you ask me. So, look, it is what it is. Maybe there the blink is on, but I think it's much the same in the men's game sometimes, right? Oh, just 100%. Tend to, tend to stick with the populace. Well, what happens is what we need, Alicia, is for the journalists to vote. Because when they vote, the award is, you know, seems to be perhaps viewed a little bit more favourably. When the players vote, they look after their friends, they don't watch outside their own leagues, and then you get uh, situations like this. That's it. Totally agree on that. And I look, <laughs> it's a WSL team for me by majority. So look, and it, it's the flavour of the month right now. But hopefully, post World Cup, and we might get some World Cup post Olympics this year. We might get some changes and some new faces for next year. Now that you're part of the media fraternity, uh, you certainly uh, agree with that one, Alicia Canavas, former Matilda. Thanks so much for joining us on the Global Game to talk all things the women's game. Cheers, boys. Have a good hour. Thank you.